Is a prayer enough to save you? Real life starts now. Welcome to Real Life with evangelists Ann and Kathleen Lay, where people with real problems find answers in a real God. Welcome to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Light. Later in the show, you'll hear from Jordan Samuel, who was on our previous show, who called out to God on his deathbed, and what he saw afterwards was astounding. Mm. I hear from a lot of people who say that, you know, it's not just a prayer. There's more to it. You can't mm-hmm. just say a little simple prayer and then God's just going to accept you like that. <laughs> you know, it's not that easy. And right. I think a lot of us who grew up in a works mentality in a home where we had to be good or in a certain type of religion where you had to work your way to God, a little prayer just doesn't seem like it's going to cut it. You know, it's yeah. not going to happen. You have to show God, prove to God that you're good enough to make it to heaven. And Mm. I think a lot of people feel that way. Yeah, but, you know, according to the Bible, it says in Romans chapter 10, verse 13, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that's whoever. And I think it's difficult for people to believe that. When someone's been a Christian for years and they've been a good, faithful Christian, it will become harder for them to say, you know what? It's not just a prayer. It's not just these big, you know, crusades where people make one prayer and, you know, how do you know if they're going to heaven? We don't really know. Mm. But actually there is value to those things. And that one little prayer where you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, it is enough to cross that finish line. Mm. Because it is not us who is saving ourselves. It is Jesus. God died on the cross for every sinner. And that's the amazing thing because Mm -hmm. salvation is not works. It is a gift from God, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, there comes that really difficult thing where people have had someone die in their family and has prayed the prayer of salvation, but their whole lives, they're wondering, are they with Jesus? Are Mm -hmm. they really? Because they kind of made like a last ditch prayer. Right. But in truth... According to the word, they are. And the fact is, is it's a heart matter. If you're calling out to the Lord because you really need him and you're saying, save my soul, it's a heart matter. We don't just say a prayer and then live like however we want on earth. Right. We say a prayer, meaning I'm going to surrender my life to you. And that's where it lies the difference. And if you look at in the Bible, there was a thief on the cross and he said, you know what? I'm calling out to you, Jesus. Will you remember me? And Jesus said, this day you will be with me in paradise. And so he didn't have to work his way. It was him believing in Jesus. Let's hear from Jordan Samuel after the break. Real life is made possible by people like you. We'd like to take this opportunity to sincerely thank you for your generous support. We couldn't do it without you. May God bless. Welcome back to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Lay. Hello, everyone. Joining us once again is Jordan Samuel, and he's been sharing with us how he didn't believe in hell until he had a heart attack and died. Let's welcome to the show, Jordan, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me, guys. Yes. So I understand that you had a crazy past and then got into drugs and selling them and then started getting your life right. But you'd smoke pot to go to sleep. Some friends invited you over and you smoked it. It was laced with crack. And that's when you had that heart attack and ended up in hell. And that was really scary the way you described it, the smells and the things that happened. But what was amazing is you called out to a God that you said you didn't even believe in. But in your last moment, as you were laying on the floor, you said, help me, Lord. Tell me what you said and how you ended up seeing heaven. 
yeah, I cried out to the Lord. I said, help me, Lord. And, you know, my entire life I spit in God's face. But I was in this black waiting place, and all of a sudden, this light in the distance, it, like a star appeared, and it zigzagged towards me like a cloud. And, you know, in this black place, you felt so disconnected from everything. You're never going to get back to the world. You're never going to see your family. You're never going to see anything ever again. But Jesus shows up on a cloud, and I grab his hand in desperation to get out of this place, and he takes me to heaven. When I got to heaven, I saw the gates of heaven, guys. This is not a joke. This isn't like some fairy tale. This is the real deal. And you could hear noises that you've never imagined that are on this earth. You could just hear holy, holy, holy of these angels in layers, layers on top layers, because everything goes for infinity. And I could look through and I'm like, I'm in heaven right now. And it's like, yes, you are, because every thought is answered. You just have total understanding. It's just like you think something, it's answered. You don't have to move your lips. It's just in your mind, you have understanding. And I don't know how to explain the love that was lavished. It's like liquid love. The Lord is amazing. People say, hey, Jordan, what does he look like? What color is he? He's super bright, I always say. He has a crown on his head. He's super bright. He is the Lord Almighty, and holy is his name. And so I never walked into the gates of heaven, because if I walked through them, I would be alive for eternity right now, and the Lord had another plan. And so I went into, I call it like God's personal office type thing. You went to this room, and it's a throne room where the Lord sits, and it's all together. It's the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. They're all in one. They're all there. And the Lord went to the right hand of the Father, and that is where... I experienced the first time sonship of what it was to be a son because I lived an orphan my whole life. I never knew who I was as an individual and the Lord lavished love on me like I've never encountered before. And he said to me, did you not call and have I not shown myself to you? And people need to understand that before I used to just yell and curse and say how there is no God, but never ever truly searching out the truth, right? Mm. I just like my truth at that time in my life, right? Wow. So basically he answered what you said when you were younger. Yeah, he did. And he put his hand on my shoulder and, you know, told me he loved me. And that was the first time that I ever knew that I was loved and I was the son, guys. Like my identity crisis that I had, you know, not knowing who I was or what I was called to. So, you know, you fill with all the worldly things, you know, like hanging out with bad people, TV, what the world feeds you, pumps into you but not knowing your heavenly identity, who God has called you to be, and that's being a world changer, you know? So he just really sewed into me that he loved me. He told me that my heart failed me, but he'll give me a new heart, he told me. I never believed in marriage before, but he told me I'll go back and I'll marry my wife, and that she has a heart of gold and I'll marry her, and that I need to be sober and vigilant for how is he going to work through me if I continue to be high all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so he really sowed things in my heart in heaven. And in heaven, you don't walk, guys, you glide. Right. And this is the coolest part where he brought me. I call it like a pride rock section. It's like a sea of glass is the best way to describe it. And I get to this point and there's a river and you can look over this river and you can see grass breathing, like literal grass that grows. And it's huge breathing. And you can hear laughter like you've never heard laughter before. And I knew I knew people over there. I didn't see this faces. I just knew I knew them. It was just a knowing. And I knew if I was going there, I would live forever if I went there. And the Lord shared with me that I'll go back and I will tell people what happened here. He's like, it's time to gather my children because he's coming back. And I didn't want to go, guys. 
I wanted to stay right by the father. I wanted to stay with my daddy in heaven, yeah. you know? And he just told me, you know, you'll go back and you'll tell people what happened here. And he just lavished love on me, guys. Like a love I've never felt, showed my true identity in heaven, just reaffirmed a bunch of things and broke a bunch of lies I believed. And, and so uh. this is from a guy who didn't believe in any of those things. You know, just do the best you can, make your own book. But nothing can compare to what is in heaven and what's in store for us, for those who trust and have faith in the King. It's real, guys. Wow. So how did it end as far as your experience? Did you get to hug him goodbye, say goodbye, or did you just end up back in your body? Yeah, no, he hugged me, told me he loved me. He told me that he's forever with me, that he'll never leave me or forsake me. It was so intimate and personal, you know? And so all of a sudden, I wake up, I'm on my trailer floor in my room, and I'm in pain and I'm weak, but I'm like wondering what just happened, right? Like now I'm back in the flesh, right? Like I was just in the heavenly realm, that's total spiritual. And so I'm living and I'm back and now I'm making excuses because I'm in the flesh. I'm like, no, that didn't just happen. I'm just tripping out, like everything I just told you. And this hand physically in my room, nothing else, this hand squeezes my heart in pain and is the first time I heard the Lord's voice audibly to me. And he said to me, he says, yes, my son, that did just happen. And yes, that's my heart that you now have. Like, you know, because I'm no longer my own. We are made in his creation, you know? Uh And that was the first time I understood and I cried. And some people may not understand that, but it's real and he's amazing. And so Uh he just, you know, wanted me to know that. So that's what happened. And I read the Bible for the first time. (laughs) So you started reading the Bible. Yeah. And that doesn't happen for drug addicts very often, where they just suddenly go and you fell in love with Jesus and you became a devoted Christian. And now you're preaching the gospel and sharing truth with people around you. That's right. I now have a family, you know, I have three kids, 10, five and three. And (laughs) I'm married with a beautiful wife. And I was saved by grace by the King. And I want to share everything about our Lord and he's the Mm -hmm. king and it's not about being religious but how relational our Lord is he's not about a rule book because I was having sex before marriage I was doing all these bad things you know but yet God came and met with me and gave me a relationship with him and he cleans you up there's nothing that I could have ever done that got me to where I am now, other by God's grace and His love and His wow. mercy. Wow. And so, to anyone, I just share that you're never alone, you've never been alone, and God's hand is upon you, and He's pursuing you. Sometimes you just have to turn around and slow down and be like, there you are, Lord. You know? Wow. <laughs> wow. Mm. Yeah. That is so powerful. And there are people <laughs> who are listening now that don't even think that they are worthy enough to go to heaven or that God would accept them. But you just called out and we're going to pray for those right now who are suffering or struggling with that and knowing that God is real and he does love them. Thank you so much, Jordan, for being with us and sharing your powerful testimony with us. Thank you guys. God bless. Wow. What an amazing, amazing testimony of the reality of heaven. You know, it's really exciting. It's an exciting reality to know that you have a father that is waiting for you. You're not an orphan. You're not on your own. I know you feel like you're on your own. I'm just speaking to someone who's listening right now. You feel like you're on your own, but God is there with you and he loves you. And he's provided a pathway to him. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the father except by me. So Jesus, for that person who's never gone through you, we take a moment to step through that door. Jesus, we want to enter into a relationship with you. Mm -hmm. We receive you. 
we want to walk into that. Mm-hmm. We believe in you. We repent of our sins, God, and trying to live for this life. We want to live for you, Jesus. We ask you to wash us with your blood. As to this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you so much for tuning in. You're listening to Real Life.